Welcome back again, guys. Uh, you have found, either on purpose or by accident, episode 20 of the Mighty Thorcast, hosted by myself and my faithful co-host. Terry. You didn't say who yourself was. Oh, myself is me, and this is Terry. And uh, me is... Myself is Ed. Thank you very much. Ed and Terry, we always host this show, and we always will, because... We'll put out a show forever so that nobody takes the, the title away from us. Kind of like maintaining the copyright kind of thing. So we will always be the host of the Mighty Thor cast. Uh, episode 20, as I said, on tap today. Kind of an interesting uh, circumstance. We will be talking about issues 124 and 125 of the 1952 volume of Journey into Mystery, and issue 622 of the 2011, or excuse me, I, I don't like dates like that, the 2011 volume of Journey into Mystery that came out a couple weeks ago, a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, maybe two weeks ago. So, uh, start off the show here with a little bit of feedback from Professor Allen, and he apparently is from Central Ohio. That's how he signed his email. He said, guys, I would have written sooner, but I was waiting to get caught up. I really enjoyed the podcast. Keep up the good work. Let Terry talk more. So, Professor Allen, in honor of your request, uh, Miss Terry will be discussing the last two issues of the 1952 volume of Journey into Mystery, starting with issue 124. Yes, I will. And we are continuing on with 124 with some more Hercules. In our last episode, we had some Hercules. Yes, from the uh, Journey into Mystery Annual 1, which supposedly detailed like the very first, first meeting. Yeah. Even though they might have met in books before that, mm -hmm. that was their official, that was the story of their official first meeting. Yes. So on the cover of this one is a huge Hercules, the glory and the grandeur, and then a smaller at the bottom, a smaller picture of Thor and the witch doctor, or the is, demon as he calls is himself. Is that the witch doctor from the song? N no. Ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah, ting, tang, walla, walla, bing, bang. You don't know yeah. the witch doctor? Yes, I do. Oh, okay. That, the look is not because I don't know. But the, well, that's what it looked like. It looked like an I don't know look. <laughs> what was that? I'll just sit here and deal with it look? <laughs> oh, okay. Totally off the subject, my co-host is, look. Okay. Okay. So we start at the grandeur and the glory, and Thor is... What's Artie's nickname for this episode, for this issue? Sugar Lips. <laughs> Artie Sugar Lips Simic. That's better than some of the things they've called him previously. Well, Stan the Man Lee is normal. Keeps. That's, yes. that's a keeper. He, you, you hear those references now still. Uh, Jack King or the King Kirby, that's mm -hmm. still referred to now. I don't believe I have ever heard someone voice Artie Sugar Lips Simic. Uh, 
Probably not. In, in talking about him, so. Probably not. They pick on that one man all I the guess time. that one didn't stick. <laughs> Maybe that's a good thing. Okay, so we go on into the story, and Thor is reading the paper, and everyone's standing around him going, I can't believe it's Thor. I can't believe it's Thor. Oh, look at those shoulders. Hear that voice. If he could sing, he'd be a smash hit. And then some little child comes up to him and says, my daddy was wounded in Vietnam, and he's big and strong like you. Have you been to Vietnam? And Thor's, like, telling the crowd, leave him alone with the child. The child's fine because they're trying to poo-poo the child away. And he said, yes, I have been, and I've met many daddies who are brave and patriotic. So this is our little patriotic yes. input this here is, is, around the time of the Vietnam War. During the 4th of yeah. July that year yeah, or something. So. So, yeah. And they're talking, the crowd's like, oh, look how strong he is, but he's managing to hold that child. Thor's had enough. He's like, stand clear. It's time for me to go. And the law's like, no, you can't do that. You have to have a license to demonstrate in the streets. And Thor's like, I'm Thor. And the police officer's like, I don't care if you're Mother Hubbard. You're not going to be hammer swinging on my beat, mister. I just had to read that aloud. Mother I love Hubbard. that. Yeah, okay. Don't care if you're Mother Hubbard. Okay, and Thor's like, perhaps you're right. I'll probably hurt somebody, so I need to try to get myself to a high rooftop, and then I can move on from there. And he decides to get on the express elevator, and he's going through the building, and everyone's just like, I can't believe this is Thor, and he's on the gets to the rooftop and he says oh it's safe now and we have a lovely full page picture of thor flying with his mighty hammer i like this full page it's 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 great it's him flying through the skyline and he's got his muscles bulging and his cape flowing and his hammer in front and it's just lovely lines showing movement and Mm -hmm. or speed Mm -hmm. buildings in perspective down either side some of them are leaning a bit, but they're pretty good. Well, you know. Yeah. You know. Okay. Seconds later, he decides that um, before he goes to find out about this demon jungle witch doctor, that he has to go by and see how Jane is doing because she has suffered smoke in- inhalation in Thor 122, and she's in the hospital. And Thor comes, flies through the window, comes in and says, well, I'm what's wrong she's not getting any better because she's laying there the doctors are all surrounding her and she's still unconscious and he's like i can't i don't understand what's happened i must learn the answer to this at once then we segue over to the the demon and his marauding de- uh, demonettes is that like a third world uh, dance troupe I, I, yeah probably troupe. so which is another podcast so. demon and the demonettes. yes So they are firing on the um, fortified outposts, trying to get them to surrender, as all the other tribes have surrendered over here to the witch doctor because he has all this power. Len gave them an eight last week, didn't he? Yeah. The demonettes. The demonettes, yes. Okay. First and foremost, too. First and foremost, yes. And once again, we're segueing into another podcast. Sorry. Okay, back to Thor. Back to Thor. We see a um, an array of different tribes because the demon has managed to get them all to succumb to his power because he has the Norn Stone and he is all powerful. So you see a, a number in this in this picture. You see a number of different tribes. There's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven right here surrounding him, going with him on the attack to the fortified fortress. Kind of like, um, and the reference is made. I guess later on, because I don't see it here, but kind of like 
Genghis Khan did. Yes. They would move, they would conquer people, and the people and either had the choice of being vanquished or joining Joining the in. You either fought or you stayed with so, him or you died. Yeah. So you had your choice. The, when looking at the group, it's a group of bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. Of all the different tribes. Yeah. And he's at the front door, the demon, I'm sorry, the demon is at the front door telling them to lay down their, their weapons that they have no. And they're throwing everything they have at him. And it's all just exploding around him. And he keeps going because nothing can harm him as long as he wears the mystic stone, the Norn stone. So they're preparing to throw it to send this huge boulder flying off the top of the fortress. And he's like laughing to himself and he smacks it and it busts down the wall of the fortress. And he tells his warriors to go forward and attack. So they carry him in on their shoulders and conquer this new foe. And as we said, the ones who decide to not go with him die. The rest of them go along with him. And he's added people to his army. So now we go by segue back to the hospital. And Thor has turned into Dr. Donald Blake so that he can go in and talk to doctors and see what's wrong with Jane and not look so obvious. And he goes to Jane and he starts talking to her and she thinks that she's gone mad because she thinks Dr. Donald Blake is dead. So she finally turns around and sees that it's him and is still beside herself in a depression of not knowing where he is, what he's doing, whether he's coming back or not. And he's gone for long periods of time. And it's like, you know, you say you love me, but then you're keeping some secret from me. I can feel it. And you're gone for days and days and weeks at a time. And I don't know where you are. I don't know if you're alive. And I just can't take it anymore. Just get out. Get out. I can't stand it anymore. And the whole time, Dr. Donald Blake slash Thor is thinking, I have to tell her. I have to tell her. Dad's going to be so mad. But I have to tell her. Because she is near hysteria. She is losing her will to live. And I don't want, I can't stand to see her this way because I love her so much. And he tells her, you must listen to me. And she's like, no, just leave. And he's like, no, I'm going to prove it to you. And whoom, he turns into Thor right in front of her eyes. And she's like, oh, I knew that. No, Uh, you didn't. To avoid looking stupid, goofy or I guess, I don't know. Anyway, I'm sorry his secret also because when they left it was Donald Blake in there and he says I'm, I have to leave now so Jane you just go ahead and, and, and eat and she's like don't fail me Don't you, you promise me you won't leave me again and I'll be waiting right here well needless to say in Asgard Odin has seen and heard the whole thing yes, and he is very very mad my son hath betrayed his heritage. He is mighty the pissed. <sighs> he is mighty the pissed. Yes, he is. And he is going on and on about how he can't believe that his heir to the throne has divulged his immortal identity to the female of Earth. <sighs> and he still has a father's heart, he says. Verily, it longs to burst with parental rage. I just love the way they do that. But, he says... There will be a reckoning because there, there is a law, and I must follow the law even if I love my boy. So then we, we cut back to Dr. Donald Blake doing his doctor thing in the office, and he's dealing with someone's broken arm. And that someone is speaking of the demon, and, and Donald's like, you know, everybody's talking about this. 
the guy turns on the radio and he can hear a report about the demon and suddenly with his four senses he can feel and hear the cries of the wounded and the weak and he can't he just he's fighting within himself as Thor he feels he must do something because he has promised to take care of the people on earth but as Dr. Donald Blake Thor the lover he feels that he must not betray Jane because he has promised her that he would not leave anymore and he's fighting within himself and finally he decides I have to do something I can't just stand here so I'm going to turn into Thor which he does and I'm going to fly and and deal with this and I'm going to do it so fast she'll never know I was gone he cracks the sound barrier and that crack is heard on Mount Olympus. And Zeus is like, hmm, we must turn our attention earthward because he wants to know what's going on. So he goes down and he finds his son, Hercules, who is fighting yet another battle and says, I'm sick and tired of you fighting on Mount Olympus. That's all you do. And uh, look, if, if I may, let me add something. In yes, here I'm sorry. About a, a new book we acquired today because actually it, it does bear into this. Um, Marvel has been putting out comics that each comic covers three characters. And basically the book is kind of an encyclopedia of those three characters from their beginning to some point when they cease publishing about those characters and the series moves on to another set of characters. Well, in the second volume of that, so to speak, uh, they covered Thor, and they took all of those from the individual comics and put them together in one nifty little, um, I don't know what you call it, pulp size paperback, uh, digest, digest size paperback. And it covers from Journey into Mystery 83, which is where we started, mm-hmm. all the way to the current volume of Thor, Issue 614 also covers some miniseries, covers the original Thunderstrike series, so it's got some odds and ends, but it's it's like encyclopedic entries, and the entry tells you the name of the book, number, and when it was published, the title, how many pages it was, and then it has credits, feature characters, supporting cast, villains, other characters, locations, synopsis. For every story in that book. And the reason I bring this up is because it was recently revealed in Hercules 137, which came out in 2009, a couple years ago, that Athena, Hercules's sister, half-sister, did some mojo on Zeus that caused him to send Hercules to Earth. Uh-huh. So I'm sure that's not what they had in mind when they wrote this. Mm-hmm. But in that story, doing what is called a retcon or a retroactive continuity, mm-hmm. it's important because that initial sending Hercules to Earth is what set Hercules on the path to where he is now. Yes. So finding out that somebody influenced his father to initially do that, of course, means she had a hand in where Hercules is now. So just wanted to throw that in there. I also wanted to plug this book, Official Index to the Marvel Universe, Thor. Uh, And I've seen it for Thor, I've seen it for Captain America, and I've seen it for Iron Man so far. 
Okay. So Zeus has come down and told Hercules he has a mission for him. He's, he he wants him to use his power. Warriors that he's got going on here. Demonettes. The demonettes. And we see that they have reached another fortress. And they are battering this huge structure with artillery. There's explosions everywhere. He's on a bullhorn telling them to fling open their gates and throw down their arms because the demon has come and he commands it. Little does he know, Thor is in the fortress. And Thor's like, surrender to a tyrant? Never. And he blows open the steel door on top of the demon and knocks him down and says, who are you that thinks that you can face Thor? And demon is like, nothing can defy me. Well, while he's talking, Thor notices the Nornstone hanging around his neck. And he knows that's how he's gotten all his power. And he knows it's the missing Nornstone that he lost. And the demon's like, I will crush you with my bare hands. And Thor's like, and Thor of Asgard, you have no chance against me. And that's the end of this issue. Of this issue. Um, pretty cool, I think, altogether. Uh, finally seeing the culmination of, of what happened to that Nornstone. Mm-hmm. Um a seed from an old story being used now. Uh, the, you know, the, the fact that a, a mortal found it and is using it, okay, that's kind of iffy to me. Um, really like the artwork. Mm-hmm. A lot of half and full page spreads by Kirby. Yes. A lot, particularly half page spreads, a lot in this issue, more than I've noticed before. Um, it's kind of cool to, to see be able to, you know, read some of the original Thor Hercules meetings. Mm-hmm. They meet and work together and butt heads on and off all through up until current. It's because they're so. both egotistical and arrogant. Um, yeah, but Hercules is a is his is a lot brasher, I think, than what Thor's is. Thor's is more subdued until he's pushed to a certain point, whereas Hercules is always out there. Period. Mm-hmm. You know, Thor thinks he's better, but he won't tell you until you ask. Hercules is more than happy to tell you all the time. <laughs> Bear witness to how good I am, I, you know. So, what did you think? I, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed the arcing stories that, that we have. And I like the fact that we've finally got the demon and Thor together so that they, he can get his Nornstone back. Because we knew we couldn't keep the demon couldn't keep it forever. Right, yeah. So, it's a good story. And it's going to continue on in issue 125. Which is the last issue of this volume of Journey into Mystery. After this, the title continues the numbering, but it changes to The Mighty Thor. Mm -hmm. And this one even says Journey into Mystery with The Mighty Thor. Right. So, it's kind of a segue into the new title. And it's got a huge picture of Thor with his hammer raised on the front cover. And there's a foe. Or is that just his shadow? No, no, that's not his shadow. That's the shadow of his foe. Of his foe. Okay, there's a shadow in front of him. But we don't know who that is yet. When Meet the Immortals, and it shows, the next page shows a huge picture of Thor battling the demon. And they did a little synopsis for us. Witch Doctor found the Nornstone. Its power changed him into the dreaded demon. 
Thor has to defeat him and get and get the Enchanted Stone back. How's that? Written by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Vince Coletti did the art, and Artie Semek did the lettering, and there's no cute names this time. Mm-hmm. Kirby did the art. Vince, oh, I'm sorry. Vince Coletta did the inking. Inking. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm still new at this. So we go right into the story with Thor still battling the demon. He's telling him you might as well give up. And everybody's seeing the demon fall, and they can't believe it because he's managed to to, defend, to fight every foe. And Sent tells him, I know what's what has given you your power. That's the Nornstone hanging around your neck that belongs in Asgard, not here. And I am going to take it back. And the demon's like, you can't take it back because I have strength just as you do with this stone. And Thor's like, no, you don't. Don't you understand that I am the son of Odin and I am all-powerful and you have no hope against me? The witch doctor demon throws a big stone at Thor and Thor just knocks it down with his hammer and says... And that, this is a good half page. It's a huge picture of Thor yeah. with his hammer, and he's hit the stone, which is shattered into millions of pieces with our lovely Thor word, vroom, on it. And the, uh, the, the perspective is from the perspective of the stone. Mm-hmm. So you're behind the stone as it's flinging towards Thor, and then he hits in front of you and explodes the, the stone rock. back at you. Yeah, so, you're, so the stone's coming back at you. If it was 3D, it'd be cool. Yeah, it's 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 really cool. It's really cool. So then the the demon has his minions pull out their their best weapon, which is some kind of it looks like a big Gatling gun sort of mm-hmm. machinery, and they decide they're going to fire it at Thor. And Thor's like, they just don't understand. Let there be an end now. But even as Thor's swinging his hammer, we switch over and segue to Hercules trying to take a nap in a field. Hearing this loud train whistle that is keeping that is waking him up, and he's he's not happy. He's like, who dares disturb me? And he goes over the hill, and he sees that this tree is in front of this vehicle of some sort, and there are people out there looking at it. And he says, I will have no peace until I get rid of this. I can see that now. And he tells the men... Just stand aside. I will take care of this. And I'm like, who do you think you are? But then he picks it up and stands there with it in a overhead press. And they're like, oh, my goodness. Who is this? They've never seen this guy before. He flings the tree. And there's a good half picture here, half page picture here of the tree flying through the air as he's flung it away. And he says, now, do you want me to dispose of this train well, he says this this metal object, yeah. but it's the train. Do you want me to, to dispose of this also so that I can have peace and quiet? And they're like, no, 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 Don't please don't do that. We're, we'll leave right now. And he says, well, well where are you going? And they're like, well, we're going to the city. And he's like, well, take me there too. I like cities. There are crowds there. Yeah. There's merrymaking. There's there's yeah. there's booze and women. That's he doesn't why say he, that. But why that, he you know, likes the city. But he that's likes. why he likes the city. He wants to go to the city so he can be um, entertained. Reveling and merrymaking. That's that's what's in cities. Yes. According to Hercules. Yes. So now we segue back to Thor and the demon, and there's they've fired their cannon, and the it goes off and it does nothing because the his enchanted hammer 
has hit the artillery shell and caused it to explode in front of him so it doesn't harm him at all, gets his hammer back, and meanwhile he looks over and the demon has been knocked out by this. So he goes over and gets the Nornstone back and says, you're done. This, that's it. You have no power now. But it says, little does Thor know there's a far greater danger, which he must soon face. So all the minions of the demon are running away now because they realize he's, he, that Thor has taken away his power. And there's no reason to remain with them anymore. So I'm sure they're all going back to their homelands to try to salvage what they can out of yeah, what's left. Probably, yeah. And Thor says, I have to take this Nornstone back to Asgard and make sure that it's safe. So he goes back on the Bifrost on the Eternal Rainbow Bridge to take the Nornstone back. He says, and hopefully my dad will not notice what's going on <laughs> since... And I can get in and out. That's what I want to do, in and out. So he goes and he finds his father. And he's like, oh, hell, father, here's your stone back. And Odin's like, come here. Stand before me. Oh, well, here's your stone. And if you have nothing else to say, Dad, then, then I'm going to just be out of here. You know, i got other things to do. And Odin's like, I don't think so. And Thor realizes that Odin knows. He sees the, the, the fury in his eyes and knows that he has told Jane who he is. And Odin calls Balder to his side and says, I want you to, to smite Thor. There's going to be a battle. The battle, the ritual of steel. And if he survives, fine, but he's never going back to Earth again. And Thor's like, no, you can punish me as you will, but you cannot keep me from Jane. You cannot keep me from Earth. And Odin's like, I have spoken. So all of Asgard's soldiers and warriors come against Thor. Look, there's like 20 of them here in this half-page picture yeah. getting ready to pounce on Thor as Odin is telling them, I have spoken. And Thor's like, I don't care. I'm going to use every bit of strength I have because even a thunder god has the right to love. Yeah, this this one page here is has got two panels, two half-page panels. Are you talking about the next one? By Kirby. Yeah, I'm sorry. And, uh, they're, they're both Where really they're cool. battling. Yeah, they're both really cool. Yeah, it shows it shows Thor in his full color red cape, blue. I mean, he's he, you can really distinctively see Thor. You can see everybody else, but it's like one guy's all purple, one guy's all green, one guy's like so they're not as as um, plain right. to your eye as Thor is. But you can tell there's like 30 people coming against him, and he's battling them all back, and they're like, by golly by the golden spires as one of them says he is defeating us despite our numbers and the next half panel shows thor just full out with five or six people guys around him and he's like feel every blade in asgard be raised against me thor fights on though the heavens tremble themselves and quake thor fights on because he loves jane yes he will not be kept from earth no he will not and then while Thor's fighting off all the uh, warriors of Asgard, we segue back to Hercules, who is fighting off all the women of Earth. He has found him a lovely restaurant of some sort that has food and beverage, and he is holding court, as they say. He's got one man in the background calling, saying, I have found the perfect person to play Hercules. It'll be the greatest Hercules ever filmed not knowing that it's really the real honest-to-goodness Hercules, Hercules there yeah. in front of him. He's like, don't worry, I'm going to get him. And, and the band members are like, who is this dude? I don't know. 
but I want to know how he gets all these women because there's just women all over him. And he's and Hercules is like, there's no need to crowd. There is plenty of me to go around. I like this place. So he picks up a guitar and he's like, oh, this is like a lute. So he starts playing a lyre. I'm sorry. He starts playing an instrument and the women are all like hemming and hawing and all, all around him. Going, <gasps> this is the revelry and merrymaking. Yes, that he wanted. About. Yeah, okay. wine, women, and song. Yes, that's what it is. So then, some. I don't know what kind. They're they're trying to stick up the party. Yeah, just, I don't. I guess because there's a bunch of rich people there and it's a nice hotel. They're thinking they're going to get everybody's wallet and jewelry and minks and stuff. I don't know, but it's this group of guys that have pulled handkerchiefs up over their face and they have decided they're going to roust the people here at this party. And Hercules is like, I don't know what you think you're doing. You're interrupting my playing of the liar, and I don't appreciate it. Be gone. And they're like, I don't know who this is. And they start firing at Hercules, and Hercules gets very mad and starts breaking bad on him because you just don't be disrespectful to Hercules. And outside, the uh, the getaway car is like, mm, this this is there's too much stuff going on here. I think we should have to, we should leave leave now. And Hercules is out there ripping off lamp posts and throwing them and and telling them you should never ever trifle. That's his word, trifle with the son of Zeus. So Jane, this this is apparently close to the hospital because Jane is up in her window and she's like, what's going on? Who is that? He's so big and broad. It must be Thor. Who is that large-shouldered man down there? It must be Thor. He's he's returned. So she's trying to get downstairs so she can go see her beloved. And Hercules is, is wandering through the, the crowd. And everybody's like, and the guy who wants to sign him on as an actor for the Hercules movie, he's like, oh, he's my property. Don't worry about it. He's mine. So what is the crowd probably yelling? Hercules, Hercules. Probably. <laughs> And Jane's fighting his way, her way through the crowd, trying to get to him. And then she notices, well, wait a minute, that's that's not Thor. He's very different. And Hercules sees her and, and is, like, intrigued by this woman. He sees something in her he hasn't seen in the other women that he was having wine, women, and song with. Well, he was having wine and song with. Yes. Right. Okay. And for some reason, Jane is sort of entranced mesmerized mesmerized yeah. by hercules and it's just he she's, she gra- he grabs her arm and she just goes she's without a, a word immortal whore i, I think so i mean she is supposed to be in love with thor yeah mm-hmm. so now thor comes has finished fighting off he's fighting off all the rest of them and it comes down to just him and Hemdel, who is the guardian of bifrost and he's like, you, you might as well get out of my way because I'm going back to Earth. And Hemdall's like, you know, I have to. I have to fight you. I have no choice. I have to do it because I've been told. And so knowing that his hearing is super sensitive, and that's why he's the guardian of Bifrost, because he can hear everything, Thor pounds his hammer and causes a sonic boom, which causes Hemdall to fall to his knees because it kind of rattles him and shocks him, and he gets mine. Um, I didn't know that his sword was made of Uru. Hemdal. That's what he states here as to why the sword will hold up to the hammer. Mm-hmm. 
I thought we had heard that in a previous book. Have we? Okay. When he was having the battle, um, battle Hemdel to get out of Asgard one other time. I recall. Okay. Well, now that we've heard it twice, I'll remember. Okay. So we we cut back to Balder and Odin, and Balder's like, "Here, just kill me. I'm sorry, I could not do what you asked me to do. So just kill me. So I, I've dishonored myself." And Odin's like, "No, you haven't. This is my problem." I will deal with him. I should not have asked you to deal with him then to begin with. And he sees Thor flying back to Earth. And he says, I'll deal with him myself. So Thor flies back. sees this huge crowd of people across from the hospital where Jane is supposed to be and wonders, what's going on? Is Jane in danger? And he lands and he's like, what? What? Tell me what's going on. They're like, look for yourself. And he looks through the window and he sees Jane drinking a soda and holding hands with Hercules. And he's like, Jane, I'm, I'm back, honey. I'm back. And she's like, Hell, who are you? <laughs> yeah. I thought you loved me, but you left again, and I'm through with you not knowing where you are. So I'm just going to stay with this man right here. I kind of like him. He, 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 he's kind of cute. And Thor's like, what do you mean? I've given up everything. I've told you my secret. My father is mad at me. And Hercules is like, get away from my woman. And Thor's like, Hercules, stand aside. I'll speak with you in a minute. I want to talk to Jane. And Hercules is like, I like her. Leave her alone. So then they start battling over Jane, and that is the end of this issue. So there we go. Probably won't be the last time that Hercules and Thor come to blows. Probably not. But over a chick, man, that's kind uh, of... That, you know, that's... Yeah, something wrong with that. A chick. So, um, pretty good story, continuation, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, the Hercules story, uh, returning the Norn stone... Thor being confronted with the fact that Odin knows what's going on, tries to stop him. He uh, um, disobeys Odin, mm-hmm. which I'm sure will come back to Yeah, I'm him. sure his punishment is coming because Odin is like, you know, I'll take care of him pretty, myself. Pretty so. soon, yeah. yeah. So, so in- interesting contrast. We've got one son whose dad sent him and one son whose dad forbade him, but he ran mm-hmm. and ran there. Um, interesting. And they both want Jane Foster. She must be some well, some kind of woman. Thor wants Jane Foster. I, I, I'm not necessarily convinced that Hercules does. He's just um, he's intrigued. I think by this mortal woman that was so drawn to come right up to him and in that crowd and fight her way through the crowd to get to him and everything like that. I don't. I mean, you know, there's there's a part of you that says, well, yeah, Thor, uh, Hercules just wants to bed her like he would do any other woman. But m- my impression is just kind of that there's this, they're playing on, uh, oh, she is different from other women. Mm-hmm. And that intrigues Hercules because he's trying to figure out why. All right, our third book for the evening is Journey into Mystery 622. Uh, this is a brand new volume of Journey into Mystery with the ending of the recent 
Thor volume, what Marvel decided to do. The world leaders. Put out two books, Journey into Mystery, which will follow Loki's adventures, and The Mighty Thor, which will be, uh, which came out today, actually. So, uh, the cover of the book has an image of, of Thor in profile and Loki straight on. Now, Loki is the small tween or early teen male. The child that, that the we child. remember from the end of the other, other Thor book, and it is written by Kieran Gillen, drawn by Doug Braithwaite. Uh, Ulysses Ariola is the colorist, and Clayton Cowles is the letterer. So, the book opens with kind of a story written and illustrated almost in a in a fabulistic fashion like a fableology or kind of like yeah I'm making them up as a go yeah you are kind of <laughs> as as a fable it's you you don't necessarily take the text for the words but there are meanings behind the words that are broader than those words by themselves. So it's it's not that there's a hidden meaning per se, but just that they are telling a wide a, a, a broader story than just the words they have chosen. And you get more of that from the artist's interpretation of, of what they're doing. And basically, it it the story details the journey of seven seven magpies. Seven magpies, and as they they proceed on this journey, um, one magpie at a time drops out of the group for various reasons as the rest of the group journeys, and those reasons turn out to be aspects of the recent volume of Thor. Mm-hmm. Little... Uh, snippets of things that are happening that one of the birds gets caught in or they are um, killed for a certain reason or by a, a certain creature or, you know. So basically it's almost like a recap of most of what has happened in this most recent volume of Thor until there is but one magpie left and he lights uh, in a room... Uh, in, in the uh, window of a room in Asgard, um, indicating he's looking for Loki, but Loki is not there. He's not in that room. He's outside playing with the equivalent of an iPhone. Now, later on, Thor calls it a Stark phone, after Tony Stark, mm-hmm. but it, it's an iPhone. And basically what Loki is doing he's texting. is he has gotten on something Twitter or maybe he's texting um, explaining who he is that he's Loki the trickster god but uh, they don't believe him and as, as he is doing this uh, I'm not sure what those tendrils are meant to signify do you no do you understand is there there's not something I've missed, right? 
Not that I know of. Um, okay, there there are some sort of uh, ghostly like tentacles that are drawn in the background behind Loki. He's like out on one of the destroyed ramparts of Asgard, or, or maybe even out in the in the desert itself, uh, sitting on a rock playing with this iPhone. And behind him are these these tendrils. I, I'm wondering if that is supposed to be some part of the exposed roots of the world tree, That's maybe, or wondering. something like that. Since you said that now it was a visible thing because of what happened because of Thor yeah so so maybe that's what it is um so somebody comes upon him um I don't believe that Thor ever says his name but it's it's a it's a Asgardian warrior that has no like for Loki and starts giving him some grief and actually starts picking on him because he's little also Loki is little when Thor happens up and asks what's going on the two men, you know, this and that, and they apologize, and Thor says, okay, you both are happy, be on your way. And uh, he's talking to Loki, asking Loki about this phone and what he's been doing and how he got it. Um, I think the, the reasoning is to kind of show a little insight into this Loki, mm-hmm. how he thinks, what he does. So they talk uh, almost as a big brother, little brother kind of thing. Is that kind of the vibe you got? Almost as a dad and son kind almost of thing. Almost a dad you know, son. You know, I'm in charge of you now, and I'm yeah. going to question what you're doing because you're not going to be the same as you were. Right. This is your second chance, and I don't want you to grow up as the other Loki. Which seems to be a theme. Yes. Because that gets repeated in the overall story, while Thor, in a portion of that story, is saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the two of them are walking back towards Asgard. We cut to the Warriors Three, uh, Volstag, Hogrum, and uh, Fran- uh, Vandal? Fandral. Fandral, okay. Volstag, Hogan, and Vandal three as they're discussing uh, this new Loki mm-hmm. and basically Volstag is saying man if I only had a chance I'd squash him like a bug basically and they're so, like no you wouldn't you'd eat him he's like oh mm, yeah then there would be nothing left sound too bad yeah, yeah. yeah it's weirdo um, so Thor comes up interrupting this discussion of uh, an unfavorable portrayal of Loki just as he did in the previous scene Mm-hmm. broke up someone who was unfairly treating Loki. So now Loki gets back up to his room and sees this magpie sitting there. And before the magpie can say anything, uh, it starts to, but it doesn't finish, it explodes or pops almost like a balloon, leaving a key. And so now... Loki is intrigued, and he has this key, um, and so starts a journey that has been set up for Loki. And we see him, he he takes the key, and he takes it to somebody that is looking for just such a key, trades it for a spell, uses the spell to summon a demon, kills and cooks the demon, feeds the demon to Volstagg as a meal, 
then it kind of um, alters Volstagg in some way that he, he has some sort of revelatory dream. And in the dream he speaks, and so Loki now takes the words that he has spoken, uh, studies them over time, manipulates them, finds out that they are directions to a dragon, goes and talks to the dragon, um, gets some information from it, a location, does some research about the location and, and, and is just starting to put all of these things together and finds a book in uh, a, a library of Asgard or maybe in his room. I guess it's a library by the looks of it. And so he is studying the book and he notices something peculiar about a particular punctuation mark, a period. And in, in focusing on that period, he is transported almost like he falls into that period, mm-hmm. falls into a black hole, basically, and comes out in a big room that has a dais. And on top of that dais is sitting that very... Uh, easily recognized golden Loki helmet with the big curling horns. And a magpie. With a magpie sitting on top of it. So his his journey comes full circle there. Starts with a magpie and, and comes to a magpie. And as he is contemplating that magpie behind the dais, as he's looking at it, appears an image of an older Loki. And that older Loki, and he have a conversation. And the gist of that conversation is that everything that has happened to Loki in this current volume of Thor has been of his design and has been manipulated by Loki to put himself in the position of this younger Loki. Basically, he did everything he could to take himself out of existence so that he could be recreated and, in essence, start over again. Mm -hmm. Not the original Loki in a new body or not the original Loki with the memories. No. This is a, a fresh, new Loki that this particular Loki has not done any of the things that he has been pinned with having been done by previous Lokis. I I hope this is making sense. I I can see all this in my head, what I'm trying to say. Um, But it it boils down to this, this story that the older Loki tells the younger is a repetition of the musings that Thor was having with Loki when they were walking back to Asgard earlier in the book. You have a chance to not be that other Loki. You can be a different Loki. And this was Loki's idea from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. To set himself up to be free of all the choices he made, all the decisions he made previously. So now he has a fresh road, and any um, 
break in the road he comes to, any, any crossroads, he can make a new, fresh decision based on what he wants to do then and there, not based on what's been done in the past or anything like that. At the end of their conversation, the older Loki says that he wants to stay around and govern, uh, not govern, uh, advise this new Loki. And so the new Loki says, okay, well, you can do that as I call my pet bird. And the bird looks like a raven, crow, raven, which would put it kind of in the same realm as Odin's advisors, Huggin and Muggin, mm-hmm. they're ravens. So, um, and after this conversation, they are interrupted by Heimdall, who uh, summons Loki. We see that uh, Odin and Thor uh, apparently are having a uh, disagreement, and Loki has been summoned because Odin has decreed that the Asgardians are going to leave the Earth plane and return back to the Asgardian plane, which the only thing that is on Earth has been the castle Asgard. Mm -hmm. So now Odin is summoning all the Asgardians and they're going to go back to the plane of Asgard. Now, that story is more fully detailed in the first issue of Fear Itself, which came out two, three weeks ago. That's going to be Marvel's current uh, major storyline. So apparently the Fear Itself is going to involve Asgard, the Asgardians, Thor, Thor's Hammer, um, the All-Father, you know, how Odin is referred to as the Mm All-Father. Well, there is a creature that is found by a bad guy in the Marvel Universe who says he is the original, the All-Father. So that automatically begs the question, well, if that's the case, then what did Odin do to take the title? Uh You know, did he usurp it? Did he beat him? Did he just steal it? Did he? So I suspect that in the end, that's going to bode very badly for Odin as yes. far as how he's perceived by everybody else. So um, because of all that, uh, we hadn't necessarily planned to, but it looked it looks like now perhaps we will cover fear itself uh, in a little bit more detail than we originally thought since. Mm-hmm it's going to have that direct bearing on Thor and his... And I totally expected more Thor-related base stories to, to be flying out because of the Thor movie. So I'm not surprised that we have like three or four books that we can deal well, with, plus miniseries, plus, plus, you know, it's yeah. like it's Thor everywhere. Which, on that note, um, as we record this, Thor opens the first full weekend of May, which is in a week and a half. Mm -hmm. So hopefully we'll see it for us on Friday night, which used to be opening night, but I don't think it is anymore. I think opening night is Thursday now. But hopefully we'll see it uh, the the first weekend it opens. Um, I don't 
necessarily know that we'll sit down and do a Thor movie podcast uh, show because I'm sure if you look around on the internet, there will be plenty of fanboys out there more than happy to tell you what they (laughs) thought of the movie. So Mm -hmm. not wanting to, you know, be yet another voice in that. I I don't think we will. Um, We've had a couple invites to show up on other people's podcasts to talk about the movie. Um, If, you know, those others still want to do that, we'll be more than happy to do that. But I don't think we're going to do a a review per se of our own. Okay. Uh, Another little tidbit. Uh, this week came out a book that was entitled Thor of Asgard, and basically the entire book, it's a, it's a large-sized book, there's about 46 pages in it. it the whole thing is um, Ohatmu entries, oh, you might not know Ohatmu. Uh, Ohatmu is the official handbook of the Marvel Universe. Um, entries for different things involving Asgard. Good guys, bad guys, uh, associated characters, places. So the whole book is just about Asgard. And I think those are the only thing in this this new official index to the Marvel Universe Thor book. I picked all these up today, by the way. Okay, so now next issue episode, excuse me, next episode, we will talk about the 1966 volume, The Mighty Thor, issues 126 and 127, and the 2011 first issue of uh, that volume, Mighty Thor, and that just came out today. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're hoping to sit down and, and uh, read those and do that episode over the weekend. So hopefully this show will go up here in the next day or so, and then the next episode will be up the first part of next week. All right. Um, anything else you want to add, Terry? No. No? No, I'm getting it. I'm, I'm excited for a new story, a new storyline. World Eaters kind of beat me up, but we're past it now. We're moving forward. Got some better artwork in, in these yeah, new books. Yeah, I was going to say. We what, didn't really talk much about the artwork, but believe me, it's better what, than what we What did you think about before. Doug Braithwaite's artwork? Yeah, it was, it was better. You like it better? It was okay. better. Uh, it's a lot more distinctive. Yes. Uh, a lot more inking to it. Mm-hmm. There, there are definites in, in the in the picture as you look at it. This is a door. This is a wall. This is a person. That you know, there are breaks. Delineations. Yes. The delineations. They don't run yeah. together. That you know. So. Um. And honestly, Karen Gillan. This issue now. This isn't the first issue of Thor that he's written because he, he wrote some of the Thors after J. Michael Straczynski left, and I believe we talked about some of his stuff as he was ending his run. Mm-hmm. But I will say that I enjoyed this first issue much more than I enjoyed Matt Fraction's first issue. Yes, and I really dig Matt Fraction. I don't know what the issue is. Um, I don't know if. That story was just a, uh, like, just a, a, a space holder until this new volume of Thor started, or I'm not really sure. I'm, I'm kind of concerned about the kind of start he'll get off on the Mighty Thor, because he is writing that, Matt Fraction, with 
uh, Oliver Coipil as the artist, who I really, really enjoy. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm a little worried about how that's going to be because this World Eaters arc that Matt Fraction just did just left me so flat. It was just... I we're, just it, we're just going to hope it it's better. Dud. I haven't read it yet, so. but we're going to hope it's better. All right. Um, if you uh, guys want to leave us any feedback, um, ask us any questions or anything like that, uh, way haven't heard from you in a while, man. Hope everything's okay with you. You can contact us at the Mighty Thor Podcast at gmail.com. The website is comicbooknoise.com slash Thor. And the Mighty Thor Podcast has a fan page on Facebook. That probably is the most uh, up-to-the-minute way the quickest direct way to get in touch with Terry and I, because we're usually on Facebook or I'm, I'm usually putting stuff on that page. Uh, email is very reliable. Uh, we check that email every day also, of course. Any of you guys that do download the Mighty Thor podcast off of iTunes, please take a couple minutes, leave us an iTunes review. It helps people find us. Hopefully, uh, here in the next couple weeks, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to start looking around seeing if there is a podcast out there about Thor, the Marvel Thor, because they just saw the movie and think he's pretty cool. So, you know, that, that'll help you. It'll help them find us, and ultimately it'll help us by giving us more listeners, giving us a chance for more feedback and stuff like that. So, all right. Well, guys, I guess that's all for this evening. Um, should have this up in the next day or so, and then hopefully we'll have Another show up for you the beginning part of next week. I guess that's all from us tonight. Um, You guys uh, go out. If we don't hear from any of you next couple weeks, go see the movie. Uh, Let us know what you thought of the movie. We'll, you know, we'll read the reviews and whatnot that you send us also. You know, Mm -hmm. maybe if we get enough of them, we'll make one whole show just about that. Instead of doing a movie review, we'll just read what other people say about it if. You know, again, if there's enough feedback to fill up, you know, 45 minutes or so of, of show. So, alrighty, guys, uh, we will see you again here in a week or so. Otherwise, uh, send us some feedback and let us know about uh, what you think, how we're doing so far. We will talk to you guys again later. Bye. Bye.